Okay, so we're going to start today with a brand new topic, something that I, I'm very excited to. I always say after, um, after Elul, and after, after Elul in Tishrei every year, I always say, I always say, okay, now I'm not going to wait till next year, Elul, to start talking about tshuva. Now I'm going to, I pull out all the tshuva books, I put it by my night table, by like, uh, you know, Rosh Chodesh Elul, and I say this year, these four are staying here, all year long. Somehow, by the end of Sukkot, I don't know how those books, it, I don't know how it happens, but in my heart, my machshava was that it should be in there uh, the whole year long. And that's why we, we have a chance now, like we've been doing with Emuna and Tefillah, to visit the world of Tshuva in a completely different way. I believe that this topic is much longer than Emuna, a little bit longer than, than what we did with Emuna. And I'm very happy that this today we get to learn Leilun Nishmat Ita Bat Eliyahu Kohen. And I do feel bad there were so many uh, messages I was getting. I was telling the Cheber before, so many messages from women that um, are, are home right now with little kids and bidud. It's, it's, this is absolutely ridiculous. Meshaget Asechel, but uh, we're learning for now for everyone, with everyone in mind. Okay, so let me just um, no no need to like say whatever it is if you're able to if you if you're willing to to say what's on your mind when I say the next word when I say tshuva what's the first word that you think of the first word return return what else remorse remorse again again tshuva again I'm saying again oh again <laughs> right I did it already fixed <laughs> <laughs> already what do you mean tshuva I did it already very good very good. Uh, answer. Yeah, I mean, that's nachon. Answer. Yeah, answer. That means tshuva, an answer. Ma'od, what other, what other, like, yeah, betach, betach, davening. Guilt, no? That goes with the remorse. That goes with the remorse, nachon. Semcha? No, not so much? Right, Kilo. After the fact, yeah, right, but like, Tshuva, no, Tshuva. After the fact, peace after the fact. What about Shlemut? Shlemut, after the fact? Okay, so there are many different swarm that we learn in Elul and Rosh Hashanah, Yom Kippur time, that have to do with this world of Tshuva. One of them is Rabbeinu Yonas Shari Tshuva, and it's, a, it's become a safer yesod in the, world, in, the, in the learning world to really know what to do, what to work on, and how do I know what to work on. What we're going to do is extract one klal, one yesod, from Rabbeinu Yonah's Shari Tshuva and build upon that a way of looking and viewing tshuva. Similar to what we said with davening, to establish an ata relationship that Hashem is present with you, He told us, you can't rely on Shachris, Mincha, and Marev while you to talk to God in order to feel connected. You have to be you have to be talking to Hashem all day long to establish a presence of Hashem is standing right in front of me. You remember we were learning that two weeks ago? <clears throat> and I was saying last night I was with the Khavr and Shalavim, I was saying to the Bachrim, I was like, I know you're learning all day long, and then you daven three times a day, but in order for you to feel that when you say the word Atah, Hashem is standing right in front of you, you have to be talking to Hashem while you're learning. 
and you have to feel like Hashem is talking to you while you're learning, it's not just three times a day that that's enough. So with tshuva, I want to say something very similar. Unfortunately, when tshuva gets saved for Elul, right, then all the wonderful gifts that tshuva has to offer are not really there. Just like all the wonderful gifts of living a life of atah, if it's just meant for shachas minchamayev, what it really has to offer, that kind of a relationship isn't there. So too with tshuva. If tshuva is something that's kept just for Rosh Hashanah, uh, just for Elul, we're missing which, what, what it has to offer for us. So therefore, I think here he's going to take us on a, a Baruch Hashem, a very much more pnimi approach to Olam based on something that's written from Rabbeinu Yonah. So you see in front of you, Katav Ari, that's Rabbeinu Yonah, Sharei Tshuva Perek Aleph Ot Yud Aleph, V'zeh Lishono. Yadua, it's known, Mia Sher Chata Al Derech Mikre, Someone that happened to do an Avera. Derech Mikre. Mikre, like, keilu coincidence, right? But it just means it, it happened, he stumbled, and he did an Avera. Ki hitava ta'ava, ve'yechazak alav yitzlo, ve'yitkefeu, ve'lo nechletzu ra'ayonov, ve'chushav befigo bo. It just happened to be that at the moment he didn't have enough koyach. He or she didn't have enough koyach to be, to refrain from doing whatever it is that they did that they shouldn't have done. So when a person like that, something that happened to do in Avera, and we'll see the distinction between the two, Reshit tshuvat ha'ish ha'charata. A person like that, just to, you know, like the Rambam tells us, it's okay to regret, don't, like you have this movement of saying, I don't regret anything I ever did, because it made me who I am. We already told, we already flushed that down the toilet a long time ago. Because Aleph, I'm happy you like yourself, but what's so, you're not such a grace on here. <laughs> But even if you were, the Rambam tells us charata is a key component. Charata, regret, m- makes you a shalem. You know, there's no need to say, I don't regret anything I ever did and made me who I am today. Tshuva will also make you who you will be in a few minutes. And that'll be a much more refined place than someone that never invited regret into their life. It's a good thing. It's a good thing. And it doesn't mess up anything of how everything is you know, perfectly woven together and designed. I think people are nervous to say, I have charata because then I'm saying about my story, Hashem, it wasn't really, it's not perfectly designed. For a person that does, by accident, he stumbled upon Navera, he's just got to tune into charata. And put a little bit of a, you know, yagon is like a sorrow. Put a little bit of sorrow. Shana, you can use this as a Put a little bit of sorrow on, on that chet. Like, like, feel bad about that in that moment. And it's fine. Does yagon imply some kind of like a heaviness? Yeah, venasu yagon vanacha. Yeah, it's, a, it's a, like a heavy feeling of, wow, this is so bad. Like, you know, there are people that are turn on lights by accident on Shabbos. So they can go into the place of, oh, whatever, it was, it was lomit kaven, it's fine. Huh? I, uh, was I was something else, right? No, it's okay for a second. Okay, you did it by accident. Of course, I didn't mean to. But let me sit for a second. Then maybe I have to just take Pneumius of Shabbos a bit more deeper. It doesn't mean I'm crazy, but regret the fact that you did it by accident. It's okay. Nothing wrong with it. Aval. Now, this is what, but this is what we're focusing on in our shiur. Aval ha'ish hamit al derech lo tovat tamid, but a person that the way that they're walking, 
the way that they're functioning is generally not good. וגבר חטאיו דולך בכל יום ושונה באיוולתו. But a person that, this is basically just non-stop a way of life, not that he happened to sin, but that it's bichlal, bichlal, my whole life is, זה לא זה. ראשית תשובת האיש הזה לעזוב דרכו ומחשבתו הרעה. With this person, it's not about thinking about an Avera and having charata. It's saying, my whole life, the way I'm living my life, The way I walk, the way I talk, the way I look at things, the way I intake things, when someone shares with me something, the way that I, like, the filtering process that I go through, something's meshubash, how do you say that in English, meshubash? Oh. Meshubash is like, um, it's an important word for this, yeah. for today's topic. Mm-hmm. You never heard of that word, meshubash? I messed up. It sounds like, okay. Sounds yeah. like messed up, yeah. Mm-hmm. I guess there's a... Kishkush Balabush. Balabush, that's... The Meshubash is like a Kav Meshubash, the phone line is messed up. Corrupt is too strong, but that's technically... Sorry? Corrupt is too strong. Nahon, not corrupt, right. Like a text Meshubash is corrupt. Oh, yeah. But it doesn't, it's not that reference. It's more just like there's a Shibush in our system. Okay, so here, Bemet... He starts to bring it down over here. There are two types of people that are trying to, that need to work on tshuva. One is, I'm usually pretty strong, chazak, I think about you, Ribbon HaShalam. It just so happened to be that when I started talking to someone about someone else, I, I was working so hard on not saying that following thing, but then I remembered that the Chofetz Chaim does say in Hilchos Lashon Hara that if it's Lito'elis, then I could say what I'm, I could say what I'm about to say, what I'm burning to say, right? And the second that it came out of my mouth, I'm like, who am I kidding? That, this is not Lito Elit. This is not really going to help anybody. So I feel so bad. I say, good, Yofi. Kalata mashat You know what you have to work on. Focus on that. Kharata. Boom, in that moment. Beseda. But then there's a person that's, it's, not, it's bichlal, not the way they think. Where they, they don't have to go through a filtering process of, Would the Chafetz Chaim consider this to be something that's leto'elet if I share? You know the two things that the Chafetz Chaim mainly speaks about if it's leto'elet. Leto'elet means if someone benefits from it or if it's to save someone from a bad situation when it comes to business stuff and shiduchim. Those are the two main areas the Chafetz Chaim says. If it comes up a conversation with someone, then don't be like, whoa, it's, it's Lashen Hara. I can't say it. Like the whole insanity that Baruch Hashem is being uncovered within certain worlds in the religious world about... No, 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 it's Lashon Hara. And we're seeing now that it's being removed, Baruch Hashem, hopefully, it needs a lot more strength, but this whole illusion or abuse of the word Lashon Hara, even abuse of the context of it. Then there's the person, the Bichlal, it's, it's, like we said, it's not the way that they're thinking. A person like that, Rabbeinu Yonah is saying, Chakeshnia, do you want to change your shoes? Like, do you want to walk on a completely different highway? You want to change zip codes? You're going to need to change your zip code. Now that person, let me ask you something. The person needs to change their zip code. What do they look like? You ever have to do this with, with any work things, with drawing up an avatar? Did anyone ever have to do this? I had to do this recently. Where you're trying to figure out what your, who your clientele is. So you give this person all these different uh, teorim, all these different descriptions of the, 
the, the, the possible uh, client, and they draw up an avatar. What's the name? Whatever. How old are they? What do they like to eat? What's the last movie they may have seen? Do they even go to the movies? All these different things. What's the avatar? <laughs> if, if, if I could be so bold of singing. Boker Tov. Good morning. Come, come. What's the, what's the, what does that person look like? That the second person that needs to change the whole mahalach. What's that? It could be any from person, but it could be in specific areas. Like <clears throat> all these people who are giving a pass to... So it's very good what you're saying, yes, yes, is that you generally speaking, we would think, oh here, here's pages here, we would think that um, the person that has to change their zip code, like the person that has to have a complete makeover, looks like, um, the, do they wear a kippah? We, what we would have thought. Do they wear a yarmulke? <clears throat> no. Are they tzniyas at all? Bichlal no. Do they use foul language? Of course. Are they makbin and kashras? Not so much. Uh, do they go to shul? Nah. That's what it would... Again, I'm trying to explain... Why is the stereotyping it, for this? Uh, so I'll explain to you in a second. So that's what we would have thought. A person that needs to move, change zip code to the second type of person in this paragraph, and it's becoming clear and clear and clear and clear that you're right. <clears throat> that that's not necessarily true. It could very well be that the person, the avatar, the description of this person that needs to change zip codes, is learning Torah all day long and looks completely from. And that's, that's the whole flipping that we're like, all the learning we're doing, we keep on being introduced to, the, to him saying to us, if you look in the mirror, you may, you may be seeing in front of you someone that doesn't need to change any zip code ever. You're fine. It looks good. Your children look good. Everything looks kashura. But really... That's me right now. I've changed my zip code. <laughs> you so, have? You know, like, how do you look? What do you look like? That's... Well, here, here he's going to... be a normal average person. That, that's what we're saying. Meaning, meaning it, there is no stereotype anymore. <laughs> that, no, that's what we're saying. I had a straight disassociation. Yeah. I, I, when you said um, I remember when Rebeerman came to, to Toby and Chaya's bris, right. and he looked around at us, and he was like, these people read my Torah? <laughs> right. <laughs> like, he said that in your footy men. I think his shaman, his shaman said to Toby after, like, wow, like, this, really? like there's a big following here? Mm-hmm. You know, you know where else it happened? When we went to Rev, that tzaddik in the middle, Rev Yaakov Meir Shechter. So we've, been, we've gone a few times, the Chevra have gone. And he's a big tzaddik, he's in Yerushalayim. He lives on the top floor of an of a apartment complex. And um, you have to basically walk up this, like, this flight of stairs and you have chassidim like, on every staircase waiting and waiting and waiting. And they all look the same. Then a bunch of us were in the middle of the staircase between all these different chassid between us. And they were looking, they, everyone kept on asking us, Are you sure? Are you sure in the right place? <laughs> <laughs> then we got to the top, and the, sha- the first time the shamus opened the door, and he also was like, "Ma, it's like ma, like lo lo, anachnu." And I said to him, "Lo lo, anachnu banu meifrat." You never heard of that place. I said, "Anachnu lomdim et haTorah shel Rav." 
Al-Anava, we were learning one of his Sfarim for like four months just on the topic of Anava. All those Hasidim there, they never they opened his Sfarim. They just know he said, go get his Abracha. And it was so, so, so beautiful to watch some type of a... Mm. Stereotype. Be just... Mm. Mamash, right, right in front of you. Mm-hmm. Then the next time we came, so the Shamas already, he got so excited that... He asked us for our names, and it was like... He wanted your autograph, actually. <laughs> That's really what it was. He got so excited because we all gave him our names, and he's used to writing, basically, Chai Merrill, Ben Menachem Mendel, Sarah Sprinza, Bas Chai Agitl. Here, not that our names are too wacky, but they're just a little bit out of the... He had such chiyos writing down names, like... like uh, whatever, I'm not going to say someone's name now, because it's already going to be there, but... Um, just, just seeing how they were when Jerry walked in, I remember. I'll never forget this. And it was such a, it was such a, and they were like so excited that that it was broken. And it's true. They, the Shamas did say Rav Biederman. He was looking at us like Bemet, right? So too, so too. This is very important. The way that it works, letova, like we just described, because that's letova, how the stereotype gets broke, right? That's letova. But really, also, lera'ah, we're seeing in a painful, thank you, we're seeing in a very painful way, the person that has to mamish change zip codes, which means to flip over the way they're bichlal thinking and functioning can be someone that signed up for all the right things. And that's already very invested financially, socially, and many other areas in something where he can't even imagine that, oh, it can't be that he's talking to me. Uh, that, that's about the guy that doesn't keep Shabbos. When it comes to the world of truth, that's not the situation. But this is a beautiful approach. It's not, it's not going to make us, I don't think, feel lower. It's actually going to open the gate for a more sympathetic approach to yalla, tshuva, habayta. Habayta. <clears throat> if tshuva means answer or returning, then when I say the word habayta, what, is that, what does that make you feel? Comfort. That's comfort, that's cozy, that's, that's simcha, and that's <clears throat> safe. It should be. Home. Habayta means a safe place. Tshuva is the means to feel safe again. If we trust the process, but we have to understand what the process is that we're hopefully going to trust. So look inside. Otbet. Rabbeinu Yonah Bidvarav diber benikuda chitzonit. In the beginning, he's speaking about an outer. He's speaking about an outer thing. Asiyat averot chas v'shalom. Ulam hein hein hadvarim lenikuda pnimit. But really, it's an opening to get to the to the inner nikuda. Nefarish. Yesh Adam Shekol Maasav Mekusharim Lakadush Baruchu. There is a person that everything that they're doing, all of his actions, is somehow Kashur Tashem. Not just coming to a shir. Even the way we drop off our children at school in the morning. Something about that is God consciousness. Larov. Our Shabbos tables. It's a God consciousness thing. Not just when we're in Shul, but after when we come home from Shul. My Nekudot of my life are Kashur to Hashem. And like we spoke about this, when you go out for coffee. Not that every conversation has to be so intense. That's not the point. I don't think that's the goal that now, oh, the chever that come to learn in these shirin, when they go out for coffee, it's only speaking about Tamo Desar Hasfiris and 
or the Alter Rebbe. And if not, we can't go out to coffee anymore. It's not what we're talking about. But that somehow the Rebono Shalom is very present in the conversation, even without the need of keeping, of having to say, oh, Baruch Hashem, Baruch Hashem, Baruch Hashem. Mm-hmm. Like Rav Bravender always tells us, like when he asks how you're feeling, and, he, and you say Baruch Hashem, and he says to us, <laughs> I actually want to know how you're feeling. <laughs> how was the Simcha? Baruch Hashem. I don't know what that means, cats. <laughs> how was this? I love that. I love it. It's like taking Baruch Hashem and putting it in the proper context. So he says like this, Yesh Adam, second line, Shekol ma'asav mekusharim la'kadush Baruch Hu. That all of his actions are somehow kashur to Hashem. Ulam, Yesh prat bechayav, Shebeprat zeh, but this person, that in a certain detail, there's a certain detail in life, that in this detail, his connection to Hashem is forgotten. In the detail, not in the full context. In the detail. What could be an example of that? A person's living a more or less a very chazak life, but in a detail in their life, something about, like, there's, there's the hitkashrut to Hashem that's forgotten. What could be a good example? I mean, it could be anything. Just thinking about the, the need that we have to, to be in control, to feel like we're in control, that can affect, like you want, might want to make a um, beautiful Shabbos table, whatever, and your kid mm-hmm. sets the table with the fork on the wrong side or something, and you got to say something because you have to have it your way. <laughs> that's interesting. But it's all the quote Shabbos Kodesh, right? <laughs> like that's, I, I think of where I go off is like this, and then I look at it after I go, that's interesting. That it's interesting. I was going to say, no, no, get more focused, but that's like, get more detailed. But that's actually a very interesting detail because it's wrapped up within a Hashem context. It's the Chovet Shabbos Kodesh. So they put the, what, what, the, usually the napkin, the fork. So they put one of the pieces of the silverware the wrong side. Meaning, what was forgotten in that moment? That the Rebbe Shleilam is running the world and this kid is setting the table this way. And they're going to remember, when they're getting ready for Shabbos, perhaps that moment of being corrected, as opposed to how, what a great experience it was to accept the Shabbos table. I, I feel like such a heavy level of intensity just entered, entered the room right now. I don't know why. Because other people got you. <laughs> I, I learned to not say anything. My husband comes to forks around the wrong side. <laughs> what else? What, where else could this show up? Where, like, generally speaking, things are chazak. But in a prat, in a detail, there's like a hitkashrut that's forgotten. The, the connection that it's all about Hashem is forgotten. That was givalt, by the way. I want to say something else. What else? You freak out about a decision. And you think it's all in your control. And you just... That relates very much... Nahon, that, that's still relating to the control issue. What else? Could be anything. Nahon, I that's just want to bring it... I, I want to bring it down. Your, um, parnasa. Um, getting annoyed at a teacher, um, getting another <laughs> SMS from the school. <laughs> like it, it doesn't. I mean, you, you like kind of go in and so out. So all these things out, have right? to do with like control. Yeah, all these things right. have to do with, with control. Awesome. No, but this, but the her story and having to make a decision has to do with emuna. You know, it has to do with uh, having. It, it, I see it as different in that it has to do with like how much faith are you going to put in Hashem that He's watching over you, taking care of you, guiding Nahon. you, as opposed to you feeling like you have to control your decision. Right. You no, I, to, like, I'm not trying to get too deep. I'm talking right. about like turning a light on on Shabbos back. So. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. 
You know, yeah. what, what other kind of example like that? Well, are you talking are you, about the first category? The first category, you forget ah, something. There's oh. something forgot. That's what he's talking about. There's, there's one thing that's forgotten in the moment. You generally are living a very mikushar lifestyle. And then in the mo- there's a moment of a lack of remembering what it's all about. That's why I like that, that dugma. is one dugma, but what else could it be? When you're davening and you're focused or when you're watching Netflix, that doesn't jive with God consciousness. Um, it, it'd be very hard to consciously begin unless you're like unless your whole Indian is to like, like see like time. the Bria the, 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 the creation of Hashem you're tuning into like a National Geographic uh, you know thing like Ribonashlam this is so about us right now <laughs> I'm turning it on that, that, generally it's not really it's the, 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 that fall into this category. Not really. The attitude. No? Leisure time. No, he's saying, he's saying it happens to you. Like, oh my God, what happened to me? Um, like That's anger? not me. Oh, anger anger could be yeah. and hara losing with your kids. Yeah. When you pass so something that, into your mouth without a bracha. Very good. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Absolutely. That, that's pretty common. Unfortunately, yeah. I, mean, I have a different issue for myself. Is, um, I I'm Chuzar B'Chuvan, my family is not. Uh-huh. And sometimes I feel that I have this distance or like, what do they know? Or right. Something right. that is, shouldn't be because, because there's a Havata Zulat also. Right. You have to respect. And then, okay, Hashem also made them. Nahum. But that's that's a more general thing. I'm, we're looking here for something more prati that you just forget for a second. You, things are working out, but you just forget. But I think we get. You want to say well, something? I think, yeah. Well, I think you actually triggered something in me because sometimes I'm also right. So sometimes things come out of my mouth that are like from 30 years ago that I don't really mean to talk about these days. I don't really uh-huh. mean to talk like that or mention you know, like TV shows when I was growing up as a kid, right? Like lines from those shows come out on my mouth sometimes. Mm -hmm. And then I'm like, wait, (laughs) where am I? Who am I? What do I want to be? Like, right? But I I love that. It happens to me all the time. And just to hear some words, and I sing a song from 1968. (laughs) Let's go back inside. Let's go back inside. (laughs) I I know how these things, you got to go back inside right now. Again, I want to read from the beginning of Odbet. Rabbeinu Yonah bidvarav diber banekuda chitzonit, asiyat averot, like doing averos, chas v'shom. It's an outer nekuda of tshuva. Ulam hen hen advarim lanekuda apnimi, but it's going to lead us inside. Nefaresh. Yesh adam shekol ma'asav mekushilim ha-kodosh baruchu. There's someone that all of his actions are more or less connected to Hashem. Ulam yesh prat b'chayav shebiprat ze nishkach mimeno itkashrut labore. But then there are those that in a certain detail in their life, again, this hitkashrut, this connection, is forgotten. Azai takanato. So what's that person's fixing? Letaken ulekasher pradzela kadosh baruchu. In that moment, instead of falling into a deep place of sadness, be like, okay, so Hashem, I have to connect this moment to you right now. What's this moment? Let's say, let's, let's go with the example of... Uh, eating something without saying a bracha. Even though that's not really it. That's just forgetting a mitzvah aseh. A lot of aseh would be better, but let's say, for instance, that. Or the Lashon Hara thing. 
Hashem Yisbarach. Right now, I want to bring you to this moment. Even though I'm trying to hide and run away because I feel so embarrassed, but that's the way I talk. And even connected with the last thing you just said right now. I said, the kolkach lo ani. So I want to just remember who I am and who I'm not. So in the moment right now, I have to remember this is not where I want to be. The way that we understand what would happen to a person when they brought a korban was that more than feeling bad about having to bring a, like a korban asham, right? Over there I did. It was more the beauty of what, of what would come out of a person bringing a korban to the base of Mignesh is that they said, wow, I, I know now this is really not who I want to be. And I'm so happy about that. Do you understand? That's the pnimiyot of the things. I'm so happy. Like, This is not who I want to be. Ulam. Yesh adam. Fourth line. This is a person that's... Ev- Glad kosher, he's probably saying brachas on everything. Probably. But that's the person that's probably waking up in the morning and going like this. Like the way we spoke about people that say moda'ani, right? That's the, probably the type of person. You're saying moda'ani, it has nothing to do with the consciousness of you woke me up this morning so I can give you nachas today, like we spoke about last week. I'm keeping all Torah mitzvahs. Mikol makom... He's lacking all the pnimius of Torah. He doesn't have love in what he keeps. He doesn't have simcha. Kedabai means k'moshetzarich in Aramaic. K'moshetzarich. Bai in Aramaic means rotzer, right? Tzarich. So kedabai, he doesn't have love in his in all the Torah mitzvahs he does. He doesn't have simcha in the Torah mitzvahs that he does. And he doesn't feel any real soul connection to God, to his Father in Heaven, even though he's keeping everything. This reminds me of when the, when, when the, the Rav said over here, he doesn't have any simcha or any love in anything that he does. Remember that story by Rebbe Levi Yitzhak Berdichever, where we, we must have said this on one of the trips, where when he's walking down the street with a few of his chassidim, and then a misnaged comes up to him and gives him a big in his face, a spits in, right in his face. And the Rebbe Levitzchak doesn't say a thing, and he keeps on walking. And he was with some of his chassidim. So they said to him, Rebbe, how much can you take? Come on, it's not covered at Torah. Like, how do you let this kind of thing to happen? So Rebbe Levitzchak said, listen, I know this guy. I know he has no simcha at his own Shabbos table. He has no simcha in Shalom Bayis. He has no simcha in his learning. He has no simcha with his, when his friends get together with him. Did you see how much simcha he had when he spat in my face? You want me to take away the one thing that brings us here to such simcha? Right? I don't know what to do with that story. Because like, the mice, like, what are we supposed to do? Find someone that hates us? See if they can let out a mukhta And then see if, you know, I don't know exactly what it means. But like... I just thought about it because he's saying over here, this is a person that he's doing it all right, but he doesn't even know or think that living a life engaged in Torah and mitzvahs should be producing immense amount of love and simcha. It's not even part of their lexicon. It's not even part, you understand? It's not even the way they think it should be. It's not that something's lacking. 
this is the way it is. You're not supposed to feel anything. You're just supposed to do. When are you supposed to feel? Then. Gan Eden. Olam But here, this is the type of, the second type of person that being Yonah, based on the Bilvavi's explanation, is referring to. Someone that knows not only is it okay if it happens, if there's love and simcha that emanates from a relationship with God being engaged in Torah and mitzvahs, but that something is meshubash and mekulkal if that's not part of what's happening to me with my shmirat Torah and mitzvot. You understand that for us it's not such a chiddush, but this is break mamash a completely innovative way of thinking about a life engaged in Torah mitzvahs in many, many, many worlds within the Torah community. That it actually is supposed to be producing love and simcha. I didn't know that. I just thought you do it. So the tzaddik is saying here that person needs to change zip codes fast. He's going he's gonna to take it even further. This person does not have this sense at all. I know I say, Avinu Malkeinu, Rosh Hashanah Yom Kippur, our father, our father. But that's just the Rosh Hashanah moment where I say, Abba. I bless you. But B'met Zelo Kacha. Adam Ze. Kol Darko Ina Derech Nechona. His Derech is not right. Now he looks at kids that stopped keeping Shabbos and he calls them off the derech. <clears throat> that's, the whole, that's the whole sheker here. Right? He looks at kids that stopped keeping Shabbos because, shockingly, going to a very stiff, boring shul and a Shabbos table that makes you want to jump out of your kalim didn't satisfy the soul. So, they're off the derech because they realized at a certain point, this is not cutting it for me. It's crazy. He's saying over here, this guy is off the derech. The guy that thinks like that is off the derech. That's what he just said. Kol darko ino derech nechona. menutak bin hamahut ha'amitit shel ha'chaim. He's disconnected from the real essence of life. Min hamahut ha'amitit shel ma'ana He's disconnected from the real essence for which he was created. I'm thinking this right now. I'm, we're in the middle of a parsha of trying to get someone to not end up marrying an Anjou, a, a man to marry an Anjou, which you always know is more chamur in terms of children. And the parents are, keep on saying to me, I, I don't understand how he got to this. He, he, we had a Shabbos. He, we went to shul. Therefore, regarding a person like this, a person like this that's off the derech, it's not about taking something on. That'll be the quick fix. It's not about, I should be, I don't know, you, you fill in the blank, whatever it means. It's a completely different derech. <clears throat> This person has to change his approach to life. What are you living for, Bichlal? What do you think you were created for? The person has to leave the outer realms upon which he's basically living. He has to 
He has to enter into a world of connection to who the one, this is just a phrase, this is just a beautiful way of saying Hashem. Mi she'amar v'haya ha'olam. When do we kind of say this? Right, so let's think about those words for a second. Okay, this is always good for us to stop for a second, stop the robot, and then go into the right. I love it. It stinks. <laughs> it's like bitter, but it's good. Baruch she'amar v'haya olam. So a kid hears that growing up, he hates those words. Do you know why? Because davening starts. Because <laughs> that's basically Baruch she'amar v'haya olam. It's just the service, the Shachris morning service starts, and that to him oh. is the trigger of, uh, oh God. Here we go again. Here we go. Again. Right, again. Mm-hmm. Blessed is the one who said, let there be a world. Baruch Shamar Olam. Blessed is the one that uttered creation. Baruch Shamar Olam. Wait a second, what does that mean? It, it means there's a purpose to all this. It means. Baruch Oseh Bereshit, Baruch Omer Be'oseh. You know when we thought about it? During Corona, one of the Zoom shachris is, we, it was the beginning and when we thought everyone's about to die. There was like a week like that, okay? For many people. Everyone's about to die. Everyone's dying and everyone's about to die and everything's insane. And Baruch Merachem Ala Aretz, Baruch Merachem Ala Briot. Blessed is the one who has, who has mercy on the land, on the, on the world, and blessed is the one who has Rahmanas on creation. So, he's saying over here, that person has to say, Baruch Shamar Let's say like this, he's patur from Shachas. I know, it doesn't sound so cool. This person's patur from this Shachas is nothing. He's patur from Shachas. What does this person have to do? He has to sit in front of the words, Baruch Shamar Olam, over and over again, until it's ingrained within him that God created this world for a purpose. And that God created you for a purpose. If that's the way you start thinking, you can't go back to the previous zip code of doing things that don't force you to have a connection to actual God consciousness. You can't keep on going. At a certain point, it'll kill you. Like You can keep on ignoring it, but at a certain point, it's going to bite you so hard that you can't ignore it anymore. And you realize, I, I have to become a ish pnimi or Isha Pnimit, an inner person. I have to, I have to live Pnimit. I have to live a Pnimi life. I have to figure out what that means. But I can't ignore it anymore. I have to, I'm off the derech. I have to get on the derech. What's the derech? That God created me for a certain purpose. It has to be. This is like, it should be Muvan Me'elav. It should be that everyone should feel like this. That's why you should be engaged in anything that you're doing. Right? If you're choosing to do something, it's because you're engaged in something that's more than just... Where's the engagement? And that's the, type of, that's the type of person that he's describing. He has to change his whole gisha to life. Uh, again, uh, second to bottom line, Mi Hashem bo'eret Whoever doesn't sense that the love of Hashem is burning by them properly, whoever doesn't miss Abba, or whatever that word is for you, it could be Dad, or Tati, but whatever that name, whatever that name, you know, wakes up in you, if you don't miss home, 
you have to realize something. Your, your derech is, not, is still not yeshar. It's not a straight path. And that's okay. He's, he's not saying here, and therefore you should feel like... It's like awareness of this is step one. And it's a beautiful place to begin. Did you want to say something right now? Um, no, I had two questions. Okay. When you say your purpose, it's really just your purpose in that moment is to connect to Shem when you're making those brachos. Like that is your purpose right now. In that now, moment, yeah, yeah. And that's what you should be concentrating on, not like my purpose in the world. No, no, you won't get through davening like right. that. Yeah. It's just to connect yeah, 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 your, your yeah, heart yeah, yeah. at that moment with those words. And Chazal prepared for you the greatest, right. you know, Lanche Knestak Dolan, the Tzadikim, all Jenny says, like, here, here's the words to, to just to take this opportunity to go there, yeah. And then I forget my second question. Mm. Ashrei Shekel Yaakov Be'ezrah. You ever say those words? <clears throat> it's every morning in Pesukidism. Mm-hmm. It's one of the hallelujahs. Praiseworthy is the person that the God, Ashrei Shekel Yaakov, the God of Jacob, is Be'ezrah, is to your, uh, how do you say this? When something is to your aid, to your help. Like, huh? like, like your right hand man, yeah. yeah. Praiseworthy is the person and has God as his right hand man. It's filled with this, by the way. The Pesuki de Zimra is filled with these kind of statements of stopping for a second. Baruch Shama Vaya Olam. You hear? It happens all the time. It happens all the time. I don't know what the pitaron is. I don't know if there's a solution other than like really having all these nikudot during davening to stop the just like the I'm doing it and go inside the pnimi. What we started doing Shabbos mornings has been very special with nishmas. I don't know how many of you are there on the, by, by then, but Nishmas, we start singing, the whole shul sings a certain nusach for Nishmas Kochai. It's a nusach that Reb Shlomo wrote at his mother's levaya, his mother's funeral. And you stop with the words and it's like, wow, oh my God. This is like, this is worth, it's, now I understand why it's so worth investing in this relationship. Ilufinu malashira kayam. If our mouths were filled like like song like the ocean, like the waters in the ocean, we still wouldn't be able to tell you anything, Hashem. These are words that are in davening. You can't say those words like a robot if you think about it. You just can't. Till now, God, your Rachmim has helped us. Man, so many times I thought I wouldn't finish the month. So many times I thought, I'm at my end. So many times I thought, you and I are just about done if this doesn't happen. And yet somehow, your chesed didn't, didn't, didn't leave us. And never abandon us forever. Please, God, never abandon us forever. It's all there on the table. The problem is, is that it's never, it's usually never like, it's never emphasized that here we stop and think about what we're saying. Sometimes it, it is. Right. This will lead a per, This will lead a person to this derech that he's speaking about. Because the other person can say, "What do you mean? I gave my child a Jewish education. How can they go and marry a non-Jewish woman? How could that be? I gave them. I, I paid 30, 30 grand a year. How could it be? Oh, more or less. Yeah. Yeah. He said, so when do you talk to Hashem? And he goes, what do you mean? And in the Amida, when I'm davening. Mm. I was like, you don't talk to Hashem all day? He's like, no. What do, what do, I don't understand. <laughs> it's like, they don't even, like, 
you don't even realize that they don't know what they're they're missing. And I was like, you know, then I started telling them examples of when I speak to Hashem, like when I got my root canal, and um, you know, <clears throat> random Maccabi doctor walks in, and I'm like, please, Hashem, I don't know who this person is. <laughs> you know, and then he's like, oh, I've been doing this for 20 years, and I'm like, oh, thank God. Mm-hmm. You know, but I'm I'm just saying, like, you don't even realize uh-huh. unless you ask your kids. They have it's to see it from question. us. It, they see it. Yeah, yeah, that's my it. Sense, that's my it. son sees it. Baruch I say Baruch Hashem, and I mean it, but I think we have to ask them that question. Nahum. When do you talk to Hashem? Yeah. But not or the... they're going to end up like this. Well, the, the thing is like this. Until we open up the, the, the dream institutions, you can't expect that they're going to get that from school. If shy, no one here should expect that our children are going to get any of this from school. Get it vicariously from watching us. I think we need to ask these questions. But it starts. It starts from them being exposed (laughs) in the most intimate place, in the safest place, Mm -hmm. over there. It starts from there, and then the dialogue begins. But not to ever rely on this type of derech of primias to be received from the from schools. Mm -hmm. It's not, you know, that's not how it works. I don't know if it was ever like that, but. It's definitely, it's just not the system today. And I'm not I bashing school. Now, so. I'm, sure it's I'm, the, I'm sure it's the best in the world. But yeah. even that, I'm saying, it hasn't yet be, you know, become the way of sh- explaining to children what it means. Because still today, when you say the words off the derech, that's referring to someone that decided to stop keeping Shabbos. It's never referring to someone that still keeps Shabbos. Mm. And he's saying, that is such a joke. Mm. That's just not, it's not it. It's that cannot be what it's about. Can't be what it's about. Now, I have to, you know, obviously emphasize that um, there's no encouragement in these words to stop keeping Shabbos. It's just encouragement of us being real with terminology. That's really where it's at. Let's be real about how we define things, you know, the, the terminology of things. That's much more important. In fact, that's, we had this meeting with the girls with, uh, what age was it? Seventh and eighth grade or sixth and seventh grade? So like girls that are like 12, 13, 14. And um, it was so interesting to hear from them terminology. Like literally just, you know, and then trying to like substitute different words in the way we, were, we, we refer to religious things or godly things. And how it could be so much cooler to talk about God if it didn't have that religious connotation that, that, that we've grown up with. And how it's not threatening to talk like that. It's actually very beautiful and inviting. And it's mamish all about words. So he's just, I think what he's doing for us is, let's point out about you know, certain things that are clearly, you say someone needs to do tshuva, who are you referring to? And what is tshuva that you're referring to? So again, we've only done two paragraphs, but to summarize, there is the first type of person that, oops, I, I didn't say a bracha on that. I have to think about that more and more consciousness when I put things into my mouth, I have to be more makpid, makpida on that. That's person number one. And they also have to do a certain tshuva. We're not pottering them. We're not exempting that. That person doesn't have to change a zip code. The person who has to change a zip code is someone that doesn't even know that love and simcha is not just possible in a godly relationship. It's the purpose. And if that's not what's coming out of you being engaged in Torah and Mitzvahs, okay, now the work begins and we have to completely change our mikum, our, our, our spot, like where we're at. 
You understand the, the difference between the two, right? Okay, so we're going to stop here and we'll continue next week on this Nikuda, on, on standing on this Nikuda, Bezrat Hashem. Everyone should feel good and healthy and we should have a week of good news.